Welcome back to the Prax and Firth podcast. This is, I think it's Tuesday. Monday, you fucking dope. It's, I think it's Tuesday. Though. Well, when... Are we saying that this went out Monday and the listener... We recorded actually... this ahead of time because we are organised, Ash, and the, and the thing Bloody... wouldn't let us upload it. Bloody so glitched. We recorded this on Friday and we tried to put this up yesterday, but it's had Hold to be up today because... It, there's gremlins in the machine. When was Friday? When was New Year's Eve? Oh, New Year's Eve. That would be the thirty-first. Yeah. What day was that? The Saturday. Oh, okay. So this. We recorded this, this then, didn't we? But it had to go up today because we couldn't put it up yesterday, even though we recorded what we're saying now three of, days ago. Because of gremlins. Because of the boggles. Do you know where bogey comes from? No, tell no, they me. say my nose. No, um, in golf. Uh, no. Right, there is a mythical Scottish creature called a boglin. Yeah. And you when can they buy them, they're toys, wouldn't they? I think they bought them back, or I think it's that. So when you missed a putt, oh, there's a. You go, okay, oh, there's a boglin in there. I push me ball out. So that would yeah. be like why it's called a bogey. Like I had a gremlin, basically. So, but like why saying is that, that called a bogey? Because a little boglin's hiding in the hole, a little, a little Scottish mythical creature, and then when you putt to get your par, the boglin pushed it out, and then, oh, I've gone one over. Oh. So it's like I was saying, oh, I can't, I couldn't do that, I had a gremlin. Golf stupid. All right, fucking Mr. Football Man. Yeah? That's a good, that's your new nickname. <laughs> Mr. All right, football. what do you, all right, Football Man. You yeah, don't even football like football. Man. You spend more money on football than I ever have on golf. I actually love golf. And How much you spend you... on golf? Well, when I joined, well, let's think. Clubs. When you joined I reckon, golf. I reckon on equipment in total in my lifetime, I probably spent about no more than five grand in, in my career. That's what's that? A fucking in your boob? golf career. That's what they're half time pine chips at fucking Arsenal, isn't it? Uh, but what about. What about what? Hey, what about your feet? What about, like, equipment? Uh, what about as in golf fees? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Probably that the same again. No, may way more. Thousands. Probably 10 grand, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't matter, does it? Because I like it. You spend that a, a season on football and hate it. I spend £750 a year on football. What, and you travel, you park in, you're, you're, no, you're I don't, fucking don't vegan travel. pies? I don't ever travel. I'd you love, don't travel. You know it. what? I'd love to have vegan pies. I'd love to add that to my... Arsenal going experience, but I think they're about seven pound fifty for a vegan pie at Arsenal. I just don't want to pay that. And what is it? I don't know. No, I don't shit. trust that shit, mate. Like vegan food is non-animal food, like broccoli's vegan, potatoes. You know the sort of thing. Potato. I don't list them all for you. Carrots. Yeah, yeah. I know. Grapes. Saying. And then you got them things that are like, oh, I've got, we've got a vegan sausage. I'm like, what? Uh, what? That's not food, though, is it? What is that? Well, and I had one the other day. And it had a sort of, like I was looking at it as I cooked it, and it had this, you know that sausage, is that intestine or skin or something? They make the skin yeah, I think out. it used to be intestine, now they're synthetic, or well, can be. And it was, I thought, what is this product that is covering this sausage? Like, that was the thing I was thinking, like, what is it? How yeah, does yeah, it no, exist? No, I think that's synthetic. Yeah. And seed oils are, but I don't... I don't know. There's so much confusion. What do seed oils mean? I know oils from seeds. Oils, are they not good yeah, for you? Yeah, no, you're not meant to eat. I think the quantity's insane. Like, I think if you had, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. 
you know what I mean? A... If you had like a, t- a tablespoon of seed oil, that's like eating a five billion sesames. I did. I don't know, but I think it's like just a stupid amount of oil. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you've squeezed the sesame seed. Just how much oil comes out? Yeah. If it's, there, I mean, you have to find a little udders. That's milk. You have to wank them off. Um, I agree with that. I have my concerns. I would. I've said before. I'd love to have a month or so where I ate nothing processed. I'd really, really like to do That's that. That's the thing. It's I would because people right. There's conflicting on everything, right? You can, as we all know, confirmation bias now is, fuck me. It's how you live your life. You follow who you follow on Twitter. You block who you block on Twitter. You look up the things that confirm your beliefs now, and you just sort of like ignore. So if you want to go. There are people with as much good data as in reliable data saying that just eating animal fats is amazing for you. And there are just as many people with reliable good data that says eating no animal products is good for you. But eating yeah, processed yeah. stuff, there's no data that's good for you. That, in fact, there's data that's bad for you, but that's how the big companies make their money by processing stuff and sending it to you. That's what it is. It Basically, is they're editors. That. Yeah, so why does any like I so I think someone that ate an omnivore that ate omni, but yeah. just missed out. I couldn't carry on with the Latin. Omni Omni football man Omni man can go Omni and canine canineerus, but not with the flax seeds. I don't know. Just eat. Don't eat processed food. Yeah, I don't eat a lot of processed food. And to tell you what, mate, I'm two days into my new regimen regime. Oh, what is it? Uh, not not drinking. Whatever. Well Why? You expected more. Why? Because yeah. I'm vain and I'm so fat. Uh, George uh, Nugent. You, you expected more. This is the third time you've done it in a in a three month period. I'm pleased for you. I want you to stop drinking, but I'm not going to get carried away because I don't want to put pressure on you. I want it. I want to treat it like a normal thing. So what? You, what? 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 You, you, what? What? What's this then? Some sort of tough love? No, You're no, no. Horrible. It's not tough love. It's Eve like if I go, now. fuck off. I'm hanging if up. I put fuck pressure off. on you, exactly this. this I'm going to go get a pint of Advocar. Piss if off. I said to you, "Well done on not drinking," that's putting pressure on you. I yeah, just want you to not drink. No, there's, uh, there's no such thing as pressure. I realised that on Saturday I had a gig New Year's Eve, didn't I? Oh yeah. If you don't care, yeah. The no, pressure no. Is if you don't care, no, no. Pressure's not real. Pressure's in your head. Okay. So people go, the only time pressure's real is if you're like at the bottom of the ocean or in some sort of car compartment. Oh, you mean physical pressure, yeah. Yeah, physical pressure. But when you go, oh, I'm feeling the pressure, you have to go, I'm imagining this. There's not actually any physical forces. There's no mental forces. This is a construct of my own psyche. Very there true. Is, and once I thought that, because I was nervous on Saturday, because I was crazy. Oh, yeah. No. I'll tell you what happened on Saturday. I had the children, one of them. All right. And then I picked up this gig that was quite a lot of money, New Year's Eve, up in Stoke-on-Trent. And I said to him, he's 14 yesterday. I said to him, you've got to come with me. If you don't want to sit around my girlfriend's parents, which, you know, you'd be, he's met them like briefly. I said, just come with me. So he and I went to this gig. And he's a ball breaker. I don't know where he gets it from. Like really, really bad. Um, well, in roast- terms of... Telling you what's good and bad. He was going, you're nervous, you're nervous. I was going, no. He was going, there's a lot of pressure on your closing. You've got to be good. He was going, I'm <laughs> going to come and watch you. If you... He was going, if you fuck up, he's going, I'm going to film it. I'm going to show it to my whole school. And I was like, huh, huh. And I thought for a split second, shit. 
And then I went, no, I'm imagining this. And it just went away. As soon as I realised that. So that's, yeah. I, that took me 47 years and I've just given it to everyone listening to this for free. Like, there you go. Pressure's not real. You don't get nervous for gigs anymore, do you? No, I did. I didn't. But when he said it and he went, there's a lot of pressure on you. He goes, it's been quite quiet in there. And he goes, and you're closing. You've got to do a half hour. And it's New Year's Eve. He's so clever. Like, he honestly picked up on all these things that you'd think he's an abuser. To... Yeah, he's properly abusive. Yeah. Again, don't know where he gets it from. So I went, I went on, had a great one. And I come off and I went, see that? He went, yeah, yeah. He goes, did you feel the pressure? Did you feel the pressure? And in the car on the way home, I went, I gave him that little speech because it just occurred to me as I was talking to him about it. So just whatever you do, there ain't no pressure. If you ever, if you ever feel pressure, just go, why am I imagining that there's pressure on me? It's not, do you know what I mean? It's not a real thing. It's an internal thing, pressure, isn't it? Unless it is... Uh, hmm. That's no, a very no, interesting no, 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 no. Ash, Ash, Ash. You can have a lot to do. You can have three tasks you've got to get done. But, what you, but that's not pressure. That's not, I've got a lot to do. Pressure's okay, a human construct. Okay, what about pressure in, say, you're a surgeon? Yes. Does that count as pressure? But it is still made up. No, that's responsibility. And, and you know, like, that's you have a lot of response. You can feel that you're the weight of responsibility, but pressure's... I'd say pressure is a stepping stone to panic, and panic, you can't do anything. When you're in panic, you can't do anything. No no one can function in panic, and I think pressure's a, a cousin of that, and you can... I for me, Well, maybe we've got different definitions of the word. I think pressure's when you start going, oh, God, you start sort of unravelling a bit, or you can feel you're about to. Pressure I, does come across as a little bit, like, What's the word like privileged? A little bit self-absorbed. If you think that, no, I'm not saying that people don't feel, and I'm not saying I've never felt it in the past. I'm not. No, Andrew people Tate. felt it, but I mean, that's yeah. what I'm saying. If you think, oh, this situation I'm in is full of pressure. Well, say, so look, this situation is pressing. It's urgent, and there's a lot of responsibility on me on this on me, and I've got to nail this. And then you think I'm under a lot of pressure. I think that's not helpful, and I think that's a. I yeah, think pressure is our responsibility. I think pressure is our response to a situation that we that we uh, misdiagnose as of the situation. And I think that if you can just go right, that that take that out of the equation because that's just me thinking this pressure. That's not real. Do you know what I mean? That's not a tangible thing. Like you could have a list of things to do, and you could have a list of consequences if you fuck up. That's all real. But pressure's not. Pressure's how you sort of like I don't know. Pressure's sort of like sand in the machine. Do you know what I mean? That you're put in there. Does that make yeah. sense? Well then, but then I think that's the thing. What you're explaining there is the thing that people switch off, where like people who ha- operate in what people describe as high pressure environments. So that is the thing that you know a surgeon needs. Someone who yes. operates on a child, they need to be able to go. No, I'm just doing my job. So I think and we okay, do so do that, it as stand-ups yeah, but because people, thing... normal people, think like, oh, I can't believe it. Like how many times someone said to you, I can't imagine what you do, getting up in front of people and talking. Well, I, that never occurs to me. Never. No, I've people done see huge me and then rooms. say, people see me, Ash. And I then can't say, believe. You I can't do. imagine why you do what you do. That's what they say to me. It's but no, different. I. It does not cross my mind to go up on any stage and start talking. Like, that. that is never the pressure. The pressure for me is um, what I put on myself where I'm like, exactly. oh, fuck, I haven't thought about what I'm doing. I haven't thought about where I, like, you know, when I feel a bit underprepared. I mean, I might, be, I might be selling snow to Eskimos here or whatever the expression is to mean stating the obvious. I could have just said that. But um, <laughs> do you think of the language? People say, oh, he's calm under pressure. And, I'm, and I think that's wrong. That insinuates that your reaction to pressure is calmness, that pressure's real. 
But it's you should, what it should be, and it probably doesn't roll off the tongue, is, oh, he doesn't fabricate the myth of pressure under a tense situation. But I think it, it can, I think... No, what I'm saying, the pressure recriminations is... of actions are real. No, 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 there's tangible real things. What you've got to do, the consequences if it doesn't go the way it needs to. How many people rely on you? And so, again, yeah, the, the language is pressure. The language is pressure. But when someone says, are you feeling the pressure? It's just basically a semantics thing. I guess what I'm saying is, are you creating pressure? Are you? That's how what it should be. That's how I look at it. It's just a slight different way of looking at it. So you've got all this shit to do. You've got A, B, C to do. Otherwise, X, Y, Z is going to happen. Are you, are you creating pressure? It's not, are you feeling the pressure like it's a real thing out there? It's internal. Yeah, that's true. So but everyone... Think, so teenagers, for example, that's a good example because they don't feel certain pressures that we no. might put on ourselves. Like, we've got to go. We've got five minutes until we have to be at this thing. And they just couldn't give a shit. They Never don't mind feel... that, mate. Getting up, going to work, paying the bills, mortgage in a recession and the interest rates. No, that's... I'm saying like the, the stuff that they have all, they've switched that off until they become an adult. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think, I don't think that's what I'm saying. I, again, I, I see it the other way around, maybe, that they haven't had it turned on by society. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You just all like, you know. We did it to him. Well, it's it's done it to us. We were kids as well. We're all God's children. We're all God's children. I don't feel time pressure. You know that. No, I know. And my partner doesn't. And I. Really? Yeah. And it's, it's. It's just one of those things where it's just not, 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 you know, just a little bit different mindset. Just a little bit, you know, you got a little bit. And uh, so no you'd be like, late for time. You'd be running late. You'd be running late for something, and then go, "Oh, I've messaged someone, so they're fine." And I'm sitting there thinking, "Yeah, but I'm not. I hate being late." Don't, what? Don't so you're saying oh, I'm going to be late, and the person goes, "Oh, no worries." Yeah, but I, but I'm the one that's late, and I don't like. It being makes late. me feel sick. Yeah, I he... hate. I I do feel time pressure. Really, I just hate. It. Like, I think the reason I turn my back on time is because it makes me feel so uneasy. You, you know, almost. I, Got a share I've... song title there, but it wasn't quite right. Turning my back on time. Yeah, that's that was the, that's the if sort I of like. If I could turn my back on time. If I'm turning my back on time. Do you remember that? Oh, hang on. What? There's an impression you can do. Can't or can? Can. Well, that's that's not new. I can do everything. No, but that was share, wasn't it? I yes. Who did you think it was? No, I thought it was share. I thought it was really good. A really good share. Hmm. Really, really, hey, really good share. That was a really good share when someone puts that oh, food banks on Facebook, and I go, oh, that was a good share. Well done. Why are they saying food banks? People seem to be going about food banks all the time. I think it's people are starving because the government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're giving money. Yeah, you fucking true. food. In a way, that's insinuating that you can't trust them to buy food. I think that's like when you go up to a homeless bloke and he's like, "You got any change?" You go, "Do you want a sandwich?" And they go, "No." And you think, "Oh, it's just a junkie." There's nothing wrong with that. I got no problem with that. But it's like, so this food banks, I think, it, I find it a bit patronising. Let's give people food. Let's not do a voice. Let's give people food. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Let's yeah. give them money. What are you going to give them um, some money? Yeah. But anyway, you know, like in food, it's all processed shit, because you can't put fresh uh, back on that. You can't put... Do on you that, uh, exacerbate the problem by providing food banks? Gonna have to ignore my coughing again, by the way. I don't know about your coughing, man. I'm just thinking about it. It's like, it's, it's, it's like I've said it before. It's, it pisses me the fuck off when you go into like a huge fucking Tesco hypermarket, and at the back, after the tills, as you're walking out, where you put your little coin thing in the fucking uh, 
charity thing. Like, that's the trick. That's meant to make you feel like you're donating to charity. You know, they give them little blue tokens. <laughs> what do you mean? Have you not seen that thing? Like you pay and they'll give you like oh, three. Oh yeah, your little blue They give chip. you three little blue poker chips. Then you walk up to this thing and it says, "Oh, this is for the Girl Scouts who want a new climbing frame. The middle one's for the fishing club." Yeah. So what? I've been wondering about that because, like, you can just grab a handful of those blue chips if you want. It's to make you feel like you go like, there. Are like, they? Like, do they just spit the money anyway, or do they actually choose? Well, no, they might follow it. But my point is, you're basically playing connect four with people's lives. No, but the thing is, you go in there. Was, oh my god, Terry Alderson, what happened there? That was maybe Johnny Vegas, but I didn't commit to that until the last word. All right. I just went into a rant, then I thought, oh, this is the sort of thing, Johnny, this is how quick my brain is. This feels like Mental. this could be a bit for you. I'm going to shut up and let you do this and turn it into a bit. Yeah, but they, no, it's not a bit. They trick you. Like, you go in there and you walk out feeling good. You know, every time I go to Tesco's, I feel good. They've tricked you into some sort of like philanthropy where you feel like you've donated to charity when you haven't. Oh, I got all the feelings of selecting the Girl Scouts. Uh, new climbing frame and doing my bit without actually putting your hand in your fucking pocket literally because you've got it in your hand from the till it's all a scam don't fall for it and the other thing which I was actually originally on about is in that little fucking gauntlet of after the tills back to the thing door that's the word I'm looking for they're, uh, they have a big trolley or tubs and it's like donate to the food bank it's like you fucking donate to the food bank I've just paid for this extortionate profit you've got a whole warehouse of food here what about Every you put some of your... single item of food that is closing in on its due date should just be put in there yeah, and shipped but then out. They, why don't they do that? Because people wouldn't buy things in Tesco's. We'd all yeah. go to fucking... Basically, Tesco's is a food bank where they rip us... I nearly said another word then. Another R word us. You know what I mean. Yeah. I used to... I did a, I did a When I was a roofer, I did a roof on... They've gone now, so I talk about the company. It was Manor Duck... Manor... Farm, poultry, and they serve. They made ducks. Not make ducks. They They'd skin ducks. You wouldn't like it. I was doing the roof, and we could actually see the process. Do you, do you want to know, it, vegan boy, or not? <laughs> do you want to know how they make a duck? You know, you yeah. know, like a duck, like like a duck, like the animal a duck. Yeah. And then you know, like a duck in a cellophane packet. Do you want to know how they make I've that? I've never into seen that? one, but yeah. Right, they come in. I'm going to tell you, it's not very nice. I, I, I think I might have to trigger warning this. I reckon I know it's not very nice. Yeah, but I mean, it's worse than you think. Oh, okay. Trigger they warning put, to any They come in live, meat, meat they're grabbing these live ducks, and they've got a conveyor belt above their head of hooks. But oh, they're, not yeah. like, they're not like hooks. They're like, you know, like those two coat hooks that come out? Yeah. Do you remember that meme, Drunken Octopus, want to fight? Yeah. One of them. They hook their head in there. No, they? their feet. Feet, upside and down. they're flapping, and the more they try and fly off, their pressure's going down. So the more they try and fly, the more their feet are into the hooks. It's not hooks; it's like a holder. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, not, they're not hooked through them. Their feet. No, they wouldn't do anything cruel to them, like hook their no, feet. No, and then so they're all upside down in this conveyor belt. What's going along? And they're all flapping. Quacking? Are they quacking? I don't think that. Yeah, have they, have they cut their beaks off? They're by going. Help! But I can't speak duck. But I reckon they were saying. Do help. you reckon they've they've either gaffer take their bills or they've cut their bills off no and then they just this conveyor belt goes along like that remember oblivion. when Daffy Duck used to have his face shot off once a week when all his feathers would come off they'd blow and his look, bill and, and then he'd hold his, his um, wings over his bollocks like he was embarrassed and then <laughs> he'd like sidestep off the screen with his knees together yeah humiliation and shame that stuck with me so anyway so these ducks are going along it's like the oblivion and then the conveyor belt just dips down and they go into Boiling hot wax, still alive. Yeah. Is that electrified as well, I believe? It could. Oh, you do know. 
Yeah. And then I've they pull heard... the wax off, and then you've, then you've got a, a pluck duck, and then they cut them open. I didn't see the next bit, but I did see the skip out the back. I nearly fell in it off the roof, and it was just hot day full of like guts and blood and blood scabs and flies and maggots. Like a whole skip. So uh, the comedic performer Bob Mortimer, he talks about in his book how he went for a day, he went for a job in a, a poultry abattoir. And uh, they said, basically, you've got a, the giblets and stuff will come down this chute into this room and you just have to push them out of a hole into a skip, basically. Yeah, yeah, and that was the skip I saw then. Yeah, and the same one. He said, um, thing was... Like, you get, like, a delivery... It comes down the chute, and you get, like, you know, a ton bag's worth of giblets that you then just have to push down. But he said, if you don't work quickly enough, by the time you're halfway through the first ton, the next one's come down, and the next one's come down, and the next one's come... And he said, he's in, like, up to his knees. It's going over his wellies. Oh, it's grim, mate. Dinks of, like, entrails. And he's just overwhelmed by the amount of blood and guts and... And he just said he had to just walk out. He just had to leave and never go back because it was too overwhelming. So anyway, the point of the story was, so my dad, who I worked for, said to the bloke what run it, what did you do at Christmas? Did you give it up? He goes, oh, we last Christmas, he goes, something happened. Can't remember what it was, some market force. He goes, all these skips were just full of perfectly good birds, went to landfill. Yeah. And my dad said, what are Bird you flow. fucking... He went, what? No, it was, there weren't nothing wrong with them. It was just something to do with the market. Like, they didn't sell enough, or it was... I can't remember. Well, they had too yeah, many. Yeah. I don't know. Saying, he goes, we just, they just didn't want them. So he goes, we just all went to the landfill. He goes, why? You thought you'd have gone round and give a few to the old pensioners and that. He went, yeah, but if I did that, they wouldn't go to Tesco's and buy them, would they? <laughs> so they're deliberately wasting yeah. food to keep the market good. It's not and just then food, is it? It's just killed a thousand, thousands of ducks for no Oh, never mind. All the... But I'm saying I'm tying it back into the food bank thing. But So tell me about... If everyone, the if future... they... Well... Go on. In the future, when they're mm. doing some archaeology mm. and they open up this bit of landfill and they find a million ducks' bodies, they're yeah. going to go, what the fuck went on here? They're going to think it was like Genghis Duck rode into town. <laughs> Yeah. On the back of a Jack Russell, and just Genghis um... Duck. <laughs> Genghis Duck. You trying to think of a better one? It's hard. No, I'm not. All right. Pole pot. Duck. Poultry pot. <laughs> oh, there you go. Sorry. Well done. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, uh... No, you've done well. Poultry pot was perfectly good. But poultry. I said pot. pole pot. Trying to still think of one. Yeah, I know. That's. I feel a bit sad now that I didn't think of poultry pot. Yeah. I wish you hadn't said it, because now I feel really rubbish. I feel like you missed an open goal there. I did, I missed an open goal. Yeah, you did all the hard work and it bounced off the keep and I just tapped it in. It bounced off the back of my arse yeah, and went deserve... in. No, I think you did all right. You... I think there's more to it. Well, I think look, you did that's play... a good... We're going to give you a top-rated assist for that one, surely. Yeah, but I still think I'm annoyed that I missed a really good chance. I'm mm. pleased that you scored. Don't get you me wrong. You are Gazza in 96. Golden well, goal. Yeah, against Germany when oh, he was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was like that. But I was on the far post and just could bounce off. You know off. so much about football. Your mask slips so often. It's like football and Star Wars, you know so much about, and yet you pretend to know nothing. I don't. Yeah, I think. What well, about so Gazza no, 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 hang on, hang Germany on. Well, with a golden goal? I, I was like, what's he fucking talking about? And then I did remember. But you had it on the frontal lobes, ready to go. Mm hmm. 
that's just what that's like i think well i just i don't i just i think i'm good at making connections and i thought what is the biggest missed sitter of with like a yes absolute sitter that like, I can think of that had big consequences. Have I you think ever I... heard of what the celebration was going to be if that had gone in? Dentist chair? No, you've done that one. Done that one. So well, they were going to celebrate by... Because, you know, it was golden goal means if you scored, the game was over. So yeah, it, that's, it goes why, to that's extra why time. I said golden goal. I was talking to the listener then. Oh, fuck them. And their celebrate, England's celebration was going to be to score and then every one of them instantly just run off the pitch. Like literally abandoned the pitch, which Man, I think would be hilarious. Scored for that reason. That would have been great, wouldn't it? Just imagine the whole team scored, then run off down the tunnel. Can't nice. do that anymore, of course, because of VAR. Yeah, what like granddad? You'd run off the pitch, and then they'd have a they go get a no. yellow card for taking your shirt off. That's fucking stupid. That's that's because the sponsors, isn't it? Well, I think it's stupid to take your shirt off, though. It is, but the only reason they do that is when they show the highlights, like Chevrolet ain't across your chest. There's some Probably. big corporations right, yeah. fucking the game up, mate. Uh, but what I was going to say is... Uh, you just said then that I pretend... I, I See, now, my self-esteem, I would say I'm the opposite. I pretend I know loads of stuff I don't. I think I'm the opposite. I don't oh, know no. shit, mate. I, um, I just need to go back to footballers taking their shirts off. I don't understand it because they're not necessarily exposing their bodies, their tight, firm bodies. Sometimes they're wearing an undergarment. It it's just instinct. A... Have you ever seen blokes getting in a... Ever... I've done some brilliant things in my life. I've never thought about popping my top off. Mate, it's an instinct. It's, a, it's an adrenaline. When blokes fight, they rip their shirts off. Oh, that's funny. When and then they saw, you can see when it doesn't happen, they calm down. They're like, oh, no, I've got to get dressed in front of you. You've got to pick up my shirt and put it on <laughs> with no buttons on it anymore. When I was younger, I used to have this thing about not being bothered about bit, having to dress in front of people or undress. Like, I used to make a mental thing of it. Like, just like, oh, yeah, I changed my trousers. I'll just do it here. Well, that's a comedy thing, isn't it? In oh, a yeah. green room it with is. some 58-year-old... It is. Some 58-year-old comedian just walks in, and like Bobby Davro did. And stripped down his... Was that what uh, um, Gervais did it in Extras, didn't he, with uh, Les Dennis? Oh, yeah. There's so much truth in that. Why is that so funny? I don't because even... Because it's like so it. true that when you're in... I'm going to say it, and I don't mean it. Uh, you'll be in a green room, and someone will just be like, yeah, I've got my cock and bollocks out, and I'm talking about, like... And they're, they're so comfortable with it. It's like they don't own their bodies, isn't it? Your body's yeah. your instrument. Do you know what I mean? They're not. There's no sort of like um, uh, privacy or what's the word? Sort of like you know. Oh yeah, there was a, a an open mic act that we both know, who once he stripped off. I think he was still wearing pants, but actual pants, and he had this tattoo of a dragon that wrapped itself from like his ankle all the way around him, up his body, across his back and sort of onto his shoulder. It was the hugest, probably the biggest tattoo I've ever seen. And I said, he said he was Welsh. And I said, oh, you should get a tattoo of a dragon. And he went, oh, I've got one. And then turned around. I was like, oh, no, I can see your fucking huge tattoo, you idiot. Um, yeah. Do you know dragons you were real? Dragons were real. Well, they mentioned the Bible, weren't they? They're mentioned before we ever found a dinosaur bone, which leads me to suspect that there was some sort of giant flying lizard or something that had wings. I don't know about the fire. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. No, but I think they were saying, I, I, do you know dinosaurs ain't real? <laughs> yeah, okay, why? No, not dinosaurs. You know, like when you go to the, uh, uh, 
National History Museum, they've got a big, is it called Diplodocus? Oh, thing? yeah, so it's, uh, it's... Yeah, they found, like, one bone has made the rest up. <laughs> yeah, they found a shoulder bone and then That's true. extrapolated from yeah, there. Yeah, they, they ain't all real. No, they've found loads of complete skeletons, but it's really rare they find a they complete They haven't found bone, a complete they? skeleton. Oh, they found loads of complete skeletons. They found like a mammoth, woolly mammoth's thigh and then invented a T-Rex out of like big birds. I think they were birds. They reckon they had feathers instead of scales, whatever That's they were. That's very modern look at it, yeah. Well, so if there's a big bird, that's a dragon, isn't it? It's got a fucking I think, flying yes. thing with teeth. I think that's perfectly true. Uh, like a pterodactyl or a pterosaur or something like that's that. Sort of, but They're like, dragons. Well, Why are they not dragons? It's so they're... funny that dragons are all in mythology... And before they knew about dinosaurs, and they're like, oh, hang on, these things that look just like dragons existed, so they say. Yeah, oh, so it's no more they're... ridiculous to think of a dragon than the pterodactyl, is it? The like, fire no more ridiculous. What? The fire breathing, I can't, I can't see how they've Yeah, no, that. they wouldn't fire breathe, but I mean, I wouldn't, you know what, if I was a hu- I know they weren't around at the same time, but if I was walking around and there was a pterodactyl in the sky with like, you know, a 15 foot wingspan. I would go back to you and, and go, scales. yeah, it was fucking huge. And you go, what are you scared of? It's nothing. I'd go, yeah, it was breathing fire. Then you'd take notice. Yeah. I reckon like it had some sort of like putrid. Isn't it um, kimono, kimono, dra- kimono dragons that have like. It's so difficult, isn't it, that? Yeah, because there's the dressing gown, isn't it? Yeah. I can see you wearing one of them when you go it's for. Fun. So how's your irony there? What? That's why they're called that. Kimonos often have a dragon on the back. That's a kimono dragon. And then the fucking thing's called a Komodo dragon. And then a Komodo tank you shit on. <laughs> so when I've had a, eating a really hot curry and have a burning ass, that's a Komodo dragon. Yeah, Is it Komodo? Komodo dragon. Komodo I was dragon. breathing fire from a date hole, mate. Don't worry about that. Hold on, what date hole? Your date hole, yeah. I've not heard that. What's date hole? Well, mine looks like a squashed up date on Christmas Day. The last one in the Eat Me box <laughs> that no one wants to eat. Now it's all mashed up and fucked. Years of abuse, mate. It's all inside out. It's like a fucking, it's like a windsock. Just like a, my, I've got, I've got a distended Have you got an outie? Yeah, I've got an outie. It's like a little penis. <laughs> About the first three inches I've of. I've got um, an outie, but it's my asshole. Yeah, yeah. I piss. I have to shake it. Why don't I have to shake it and tuck it back in? <laughs> It's like a, it's like it's like a bulimic earthworm back there. That's oh, all it is. God, everything, and it, it because you've got such terrible IBS, everything that goes in comes straight out. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's you know, like fluid. when you see a little prawn of the vein, that's just, and they is go and devein it. It's like that's not his vein. That's his bowel full of shit. You have to cut it out. Oh Imagine if they debowel something before you eat it. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah, that's horrible. So, oh, look at here, we've got to devein it. And it's just like well, you're putting de- out... I, I was at a thing the other day, a birthday party, where someone had prawns. And just though, like, oh, just tear the head. Oh, God, it made me nearly gag. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, that, that. that is like eating. There's no difference between eating cockroaches. No, I don't think. Pull off They're its head, legs. pull off its head, pull off its tail, and eat the bit in the middle. What are you talking about? It's fucking weird. And I know you love me. I don't, I know you do. I don't care what anyone is. I, yeah. You do what you want. Do but eating want? meat is fucking mental. Hey, hang on a minute. Hypocrisy. Where'd you go yesterday? I went to the zoo. Oh, that seems... Uh, what? The where? The zoo. Oh, the vegan zoo. Where it's just like uh, yeah, no, seed is, oils actually. in the it's cage. A, yeah. it's one it's, look at this, an almond. Don't feed the almonds. What? what? 
How do you go I, to a, a vegan? It's a conservation zoo, so it is. No, it wasn't. Try and get back you into You went to that cruel one, the circus zoo, where they yeah, teach it's bears a, to ride unicycles. Barnum Zoo, yeah. 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 Where they had a I know, I don't elephant. agree with zoos, actually. I don't really. I, I do like, one. if they do conservation, then that's good. There's a couple No, no like, I don't think it is right, conservation. Fuck, if they're animals, they're all right. If they don't need us, we don't need them. I told you I was going to with the animals. No, I have. Oh, you must need the animals. What do you, this is the other thing, and this is so true. And this might be a hacky. I don't know how many times you've heard this. But, like, you know those, like, farmed animals? What do you think would happen to them? Nothing. What do you mean? Well, they wouldn't exist. Well, ones that exist now. So, okay, so is it all right to farm a load of children to be, like, children brides? Because, you know, they wouldn't even be alive to be what children before if I they answer? didn't have... What? What ethnicity before I answer? <laughs> Fucking hell. Just, uh, just answer. Belgian. Doesn't matter what ethnicity they are. We're all God's creatures. Why would you even think that mattered? I said one that Move wasn't on. an ethnicity. Move on. You what? I said one that wasn't an ethnicity. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It could be, couldn't it? Flemish. Do you reckon they're slightly different? Do you hey, think that'd be a good... That, that's, oh, I, I, I thought that was what you call people from Wales. Do you... Um, I was watching... I played football last night and I was watching the game before hours on the pitch... And there was two teams. Before they spoke, I knew they were all Eastern European. I don't know how. Puffer jackets? <laughs> Bow legs? They were wearing pu- Bow legs, was that? I find that Eastern Europeans have got a little bit bandy-legged when I look at them. Crew That's cups, how I spot them. Puffer jackets. Uh, when, I, when I normally look at an Eastern European couple, I go, oh, they're Eastern European. And people go, how do you know? I go, well, she's... She's much beautiful. more attractive than him. Yeah, and he looks like, and him. he looks like a fucking Swede with a face drawn. Not the country. They've got like turnip heads. Is this racist? I don't know. They're yeah, fine. it probably is. Yeah, that's how they're good at getting under sinks and that. Why are heads. Russian uh, Soviet women so beautiful? Like the beautiful ones. Because they the killed Genghis Khan. Killed all the ugly dogs. Oh yeah, that's true. But they, Prob- it's weird, isn't it? Because you see the babushka Russians. You know, like the yeah. The come grand- on, come on. Come what? on, I know what you mean. You, you're the talking grandmother about the one... of the headscarf. Are they the same women as the beautiful blonde? Yeah, they don't Russian... age well in that case, do they? I think that would be Italians as well. Like you go yeah, that's Sophia Laurent at that bloke from Al's diner in fucking Happy Days. They look like that when they're older. Yeah, they go from yeah looking absolutely stunning to looking like a, a satchel. Yeah, and it was like yeah, a, mate, a what? A satchel. What the fuck's that? You know what a satchel is. I think I saw one in a finger of fudge advert once, but I never actually seen one in the wild. Why did the egg kick their satchel, satchel around my way? You had a first little leather day, satchel. First day at school, my parents gave me a leather satchel. Man, as if your fucking head weren't enough of a target. Let's give him a satchel as well. It only ever went in the first day. Yeah, that would it get. I'd have thrown, if I'd have seen a kid, I'd have thrown it up a tree. What, the kid or the satchel? The satchel. Oh. Um. My first day at school, the teacher didn't let me in the class. Cause they the teacher said they what, sorry? Didn't let me in the class. You thought he was an adult? She said, because uh, my size my head. Yeah. Um, I look like uh, Warwick Davis. <laughs> Who? <laughs> What'd you say that for? I'm quite proud of myself to make you laugh there. I heard the noise. I heard air <laughs> escape from you. I, um... That's pr- you are, pretty... you are, a, you are a full-size dwarf. 
Not the Warwick Davis sort, the other sort. You're more of a wee man than the wee man breed, that one. You, yeah. But you've got the big head and... The... Yeah. Like you should have a big blue car. That's what you should have. That'd be hilarious, wouldn't it? If I've got Ford Transit blue car. <laughs> Three-wheel Transit. With your head out of a dome in the top, like that car Homer Simpson designed. That'd be great. Yeah, it would. You can panoramic view. I've got a new hat. I've got a new hat. Oh, talk. this hat talk. Yeah, you got a really nice new hat, didn't I you? I got as a new well? hat for Christmas, didn't I? Yeah, so did I. I want. I'm going to get a vice hat. I am going to get a vice hat because I think the style of it is so strong. Yes, I've got three vice hats, and I've got a hat shelf in my uh, lobby. Lobby. Have you? Yeah, and I've got all three vice. I'm like, fuck it, looks like a little shop in there. I've yeah, got a multicolored vice. I've got the classic, that sort of deep maroony sort of color. That's that's my color, I think, really. And then I've got this multicolored one, which is sort of like a bit more hipster, it's like peach and. Turquoise. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, yeah, I've got three. And then I've got the grey one I've got for Christmas. That grey one's very nice. Oh, oh my God, oh my God. Half the press. I walked into town today, or halfway, and it started raining and went home again. Do you remember when I told you about the coffee twat who said if you like a more traditional... Yeah, shut down, gone. (laughs) I've got some sort of fucking... I'm like the Green Mile or some shit. I can. Is he the one that owns all the properties? No, he was the one who went. I went in and he said, uh, "If you like a more traditional coffee." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, okay. "I can probably make." He more or less said, "I'll, I'll make you a fucking gold blend." He took I don't a like piss. That, I don't like, like you that don't limey. Know coffee. Yeah, and I walked past. I was like, and my partner went. I don't want to start calling that. All of a sudden, my girlfriend went, "Do you want to um, go for a coffee?" I said, "Yeah, not an ancestors." And I looked up just as we was getting there. I went, "Ah, oh, fuck me, it's gone." And I was like, I did a little jumped up and kicked my heels together. Went, yeah, you can go bankrupt just because you slightly almost insulted me the way I saw it. That seems fair. I think you're right. I think if you talk to people like that, that is, uh, I use the word endemic. He might not have. I might have imagined it, but I did imagine it. So he's done something to make me imagine it, right? No, that's how I remember it. But I don't know. I'm pretty sensitive to things like that. It's funny because the thing I love about Barlow and Fields is the fact that he talks sometimes talks to customers like they're cunts yeah this bloke did that to me and that's fair enough but you live by the sword die by the sword and the thing i think i know him i know i met him twice second time i met him we talked for quite a bit i would imagine (laughs) what you got on well after that no i said second no the first time i met him was in his shop and he was busy then the second time i met him was when we did our shows and i talked to him for quite a bit so i think he's probably like me that if someone comes into his shop and he talks to him like a cunt, he's like, yeah, I talk to you like a cunt. But if he was out there boarding it up with a tear rolling down his cheek and they walked past him and went, he'd be like, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I probably deserved that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, that's, oh, that's I me. I respect that. I respect yeah, that's that. a live by the sword, die by the sword. I've never been like, what? I don't want it all my own way. It's like, yeah, if I'm going to sort of like lord it over you when I can, if you get your chance, yeah, I'm just going to have to suck it up and take it. Yeah, but then I would live with that inside me and want to kill the person, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm not saying I wouldn't do that, but I'd be like, oh, fuck, I did bring it up myself. Like, I don't know. It's just a sort of honesty in how you conduct yourself. That some, I think it's the opposite. Of, not narcissist, I guess. I guess it is that. You're always in the right. Everyone else is wrong. And you just yeah. go, oh, no, I was a prick. And I, absolutely, I, I think that come from playing rugby, probably. Like someone would be at the bottom of the ruck and I'd stand on their ankle. And they'd look up and they'd go, oh, you cunt. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, whatever. And then like 20, 20 minutes later, they do it to me. And I'd just be look up and just go, 
Yeah, I used to say to him, like, yeah, all right, mate, yeah, got me. Fair enough. Oh, I don't like that. I don't yeah, like but... the... I don't like the... Um... I feel like then you've lost. I think you can oh, acknowledge it. I think you win. I think you win. If they're like, come on, I'm going to get you for that again. No, you ain't. And then they do. I just don't go, all right, nice. Well, fair enough. And they're like, what? I didn't realise he was cool with it. How am I actually going to get him upset? Like, you actually, then you live in their head. I was the best at the psychological games. I remember once I was playing for Cambridgeshire against, um, where's Liverpool? Was that Cheshire? I think it's Cheshire. I was playing against Cheshire. That way, isn't it? Well, they were playing down here, East Anglia. And uh, they had this massive lock, and he looked like um, who did he look like? I don't know. I don't know why I said that. He didn't really look like anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I was going like to describe no him, and I normally describe people with lookalikes, but I've been I'm thinking he's the most unique man I've ever seen. <laughs> anyway, I was like? in a mall, no and I think he had the ball, or one of his teammates had the ball, and I got in. I was a back row, so I was a bit of a. I was a bit of a disruptive nightmare. I'd get my hands and just spoil it, what they were trying to do. Like, And I just had like one hand or two hands on the ball. And in rugby, and it's fair, it's fair game, I think. I don't know if you're allowed to do it, but everyone does. Like, if you, you know, if you, if you're holding the ball like you're holding a baby, right? And there's all people around you and the ref can't see. You don't try and grab the ball out of their um, hands. You just pull, you grab their fingers and pull their fingers off and twist them. Are you not allowed to do that? I don't know. I don't know if you are or not, but everyone does. You know, I don't know if you're allowed to... I know, like, in the UFC, you're not even allowed to do what they call small joint manipulation. No, like, You can okay. break their arm, but you can't, like, twist their finger. So he's doing... And I wouldn't let go. I've got quite good grip strength, and he couldn't get him off. And then what he did was he got his index finger, and he must have done, like, kung fu or something, because he got it right at the bottom of my ear, just behind my ear. You know when oh, a woman puts perfume? Right the back of my jaw. Yeah. And he was... I think it was his finger. No, but it was he. No, no. It was I've had that his... done to me. I've had that. It's incredibly painful. Yeah, I still didn't let go. I still didn't let go. And like, he would have known it was me because back then I had this big, massive mop of like almost dreadlocked hair. Dirty all... hair. Yeah. Oh, disgusting. And uh, when I came, I knew it was him because I grabbed his wrist. If anyone ever did anything to me like that to me, I'd grab their wrist. I could see you doing that. And I just, well, I wouldn't do nothing. I just hold his wrist. And then, because I've got my head down, you can't see what's going on in them all. And like, so when them all dispersed, I just look up and see whose wrist it was and go, just nod at them and go, you're going to get it. You're okay. Your card is marked. Fair, fair game. Like I said, I can take it. I can, don't mind giving it if I don't mind taking it. So I just looked at him and I went, that was, it really hurt, but I just sort of like gritted. I just did it then, nearly broke my fucking teeth. I gritted my teeth <laughs> together. I gritted my teeth together. And I like, was just like trying to sort of like make that jaw muscle. Re- and he was just, fe- he was trying to feel around. It was for ages. And he was like trying to work his way like a masseur, like trying to find that. He's like, he he probably like, really helped you out long term. Yeah, I said like, you've cured my locked jaw. No, but we came out of the <laughs> came out of the um, mall, and I went. You have to show me that afterwards, man. That's a good trick. And he didn't know what to do. He just looked at me. He was massive. He's like six foot seven or something. I like. That. And then in the in the check in the, but I didn't get much. It was towards the end, or I didn't manage to get him back. And then in the. Um, bar afterwards we're sitting on our table eating our dinner and he's sitting on their table and he come over and he goes do you want, do you want a paint and I went yeah and he bought me a drink and he come and sat with me it fucked him he didn't know what to do he, he, he was like fucking hell he's not letting go and then I went well, you have to show me that after me that's a good trick just like so calm like that I... it hurt like fuck but I used to do that stuff like that all the time I'm a weak man as you know mm. but 
I would do a thing. I think it might come from having a big brother where I would suddenly, like, ox-like strength yeah. uh, in a school-like situation. Yeah, yeah I know what you where, mean. Where it'd be like, someone would have me in a headlock. It's like the same thing. Superman's actually. mum's trapped under a tractor. Yeah, it's the same thing, I think, where you'd be in a headlock and they'd be like, doing what they would be prepared to do at school, which wasn't quite throttle you to death. But I'd just be going, just taking it, because... I was like, well, I reckon I can hold this longer than you are prepared to push on yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do that mentally. But I think that might be by having a big brother. Like, yeah, no, it my, probably is that. I'd be like, like, you're not, I'm not letting you get... I remember telling my parents once that I wasn't going to let smacks, because I come from a time where you were smacked, I wasn't going to let smacks bother me anymore. No, that's what I'm saying. So when you come from the big... I've got my brothers five years older than me. So when you can't overpower them, all you can do is go, I don't care that you've overpowered me. It doesn't make... Me. Yeah, what you're yeah, doing doesn't get, affect I can't hit you back. But if you get me in a headlock for 10 minutes and squeeze my head, I'm just going to go... Just going to be relaxed and just wait until you've stopped and then just walk off and make a sandwich. Even though I want to cry, I'm not going to. No. Do you know what I mean? And I think That's that, what I did with smacks. I yeah, did exactly. it with smacks. I did that as well. So then they start hitting you in the head, just don't to... they? <laughs> just you know like, they hit you, nah, they hit you in the arse and you just go don't say nothing and then it, like, they start hitting you in the face and that you're like, what? is that all you've got <laughs> is that all you've got it's an arms race well, against against Gandhi that's what that felt like in the I... face of my pacifism it just escalated something it really upsets me and makes my stomach turn but I'm also a little bit obsessed with watching cocky people get knocked out on Twitter for me it's the, for me um it's the, 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 the public shame and humiliation of it going viral that bothers me more than the actual thing. You know when there was that bu- big bully? Do you remember that one? It was like a kid and he's really huge. Sorry, sorry, victim. I've got it wrong. There's this big sort of chubby victim. Oh, and he slams the yeah. kid. And I'm thinking that young kid didn't know no better. And that's his whole life now. Is ha ha, fuck you. How do you sort of live your life when the whole world sort of like schadenfreudes you? I don't know how to use that word. But would anyone know, or everyone at the school would know? Well, you know. No, but I don't care who knows. I walk into a pub, like you think, like someone who's had had a PTSD or traumatic experience happen to him, walks into a pub. Everyone in the pub doesn't know what's happened to him, but you do. And that's what what carries with you, isn't it? That kid knows that that happened to him and everyone loves it. You're a villain, you're a baddie for the rest of your life. Or the little kid. The one that, the bully. I feel bad for the bully in a way. In I mean, that situation, was... I don't at all. I wonder what happened to the rest of their school-going life. Because yeah, I'm that... saying, I just want to clarify. In the situation, as you saw it, if you were just watching it from afar, not videoing it, of course, I'm completely on the side of the victim who snapped and turned. But once that's happened, and that's gone, now think of the, the subsequent consequences of it going viral and unequivocally everyone thinks you're an absolute cunt and got what you deserved even though he looked like he broke his hip you know he stands up and his legs are wobbly in that yes yeah, and imagine going through your life going everybody hates me the worst thing that ever happened to me everyone applauds it that's a really fuck and he's a kid a like, very young it kid it was good though wasn't it oh it's brilliant it's brilliant but like I said okay now <laughs> no no but the world is if that just happened in a vacuum you're like cool right but then you go alright now what that kid might learn his lesson in another way. I and as, as well, you don't know what happened. What about if the big kid was actually the bully 
And then that little kid goes, right, I'm going to stand up to that bully like my dad yeah. told me to, film it. And it's like that little kid had been bullied for five years. Then that was his moment. And the big kid, I oh, know that isn't what happened. <laughs> power slams him into the floor. Power slams him like fucking Arona. Arona Rampage. Look that up. Fuck Ricardo Arona and Quentin Rampage Jackson in pride. Whoa, mama. Power bombs him and knocks him out. What does power bomb mean? Arona's on his back and he's trying to get Rampage in like a triangle or something. So he's laying on his back. It basically looks like Rampage is fucking a missionary. On the nest mish, as we say. And um, Rampage... You want this mish? Are you on the I'm going to say mish? that to my wife next You're time. Say we're again. doing business. Do you want this mish or... What comedian's always on his back getting fucked like that? Mish Kumar. Yep. So he, anyway, so Rampage does like a, a deadlift and lifts him up above his head. So imagine Rampage is now standing up fully And these guys kicking and screaming, fighting on. No, no, that no. And then he just comes down and slams him on his back. Arona's, the back of Arona's head hits the canvas, bounces back up. Rampage like headbutts him in the forehead as his head bounce is coming down. Can't do that, can you? No, it's been an accident clash of heads and the ref didn't see it at the time. You've got to really know your deep dive on MMA to know that it was a headbutt. Same as Carlos Newton and um, Matt Hughes, but let's not get into that. So anyway, so and he slams him down and bang, it's like, fuck is... Look up Ricardo Arona and Quentin Rampage Jackson in pride and just put slam. It is, it's like something out of a film. You wouldn't think it was real. But has he held this guy up? Without... Quentin Ram- they were all on juice. They didn't test for... It, when you went to Pride, is a Japanese MMA pr- promotion, like the early 2000s, right? In big, bold letters in the contract, it says, we do not test for drugs. <laughs> so you couldn't miss it. It wasn't like... It, it basically, and they reckon, can I do my Japanese voice? And no, of course I can't. People would go over there and go, oh, I can't fight, I've hurt my shoulder. And they'd go, do steroids. Steroids. They say do steroids. Wow. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, that kid. So I feel sorry for the, the kid who got slammed. Not up, not up until the slam, and not even the slam. I was like, you deserved that. But what comes He's after humiliated. that? He's humiliated. What comes after what about, that? No one deserves that. Seen, no I've, one deserves that. I hope you've seen it since. It's a similar thing where I don't know, again, the context, but there's two blokes starting on a guy... And he tries to do like a flying kick, but misses and just lands on the floor, bangs his head and then walks yeah. off all wobbly. Have you seen that one? Yeah, the thing. Yes, I have. And have you seen that one in Ireland where that bouncer hits that bloke and he like, I think he might be dead. Oh, no. Oh, and his head hits the pavement so bad, like on the back of his head. on the. But this is the thing about fighting. Every man, get when they're angry, thinks they know how to do it. And it ain't that easy, is it? It's a skill. No, it's very difficult. You won't, but I'm so pissed off. I'm gonna. I've never played golf before. I'm gonna go hit some. Like you know what I mean? You don't get. You can't do it, and you need to know how to it's do it. It's quite bit, difficult to hit a, a head. It's quite hit, difficult to punch someone in it's the head so, if they don't want to be so, hit. And again, it's so counterintuitive. When you're angry, think, think of someone physically raging. They've got the fists clenched tight, haven't they? Yes, the right? opposite of what you want. Yeah. Now your forearms are all tense, and you've got no speed. If you throw a shot and miss, you're already out of breath because of a, you're not controlling your adrenaline. You're holding your breath. You're tense. Uh, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what it's like to get hit. And it's like, not giving it the big one. I'm not at all saying that I'm like fucking Bruce Lee, but it's like so many people it, will have a few drinks and go to fight a stranger they don't know and they've never done it before and they Bizarre. just think they can do it from watching films or something. 
Well, have you seen the guy do the? It's caught on CCTV. The guy doing the roundhouse kick. Like it's this big scene of fight, and then he comes in the shot, does a roundhouse kick, misses everyone, and then struts off again. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. That one sounds. But that's that sounds. Oh, like you're gonna sh- love that, it. I that really del- will find it. Was that a deliberate it. shot across the bow, or was that like he actually? No, missed? no, no. He's trying to roundhouse kick a guy in the yeah. head, but he's too late. And it's a brilliantly moved. It's like a well choreographed roundhouse. You know, a roundhouse. I don't think it's a spinning kick. Oh, okay. It might be. I think I don't know what. But uh, honestly, it is like he's obviously practiced at karate or jujitsu yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, that's different. Again, that's different. But the guy isn't there. <laughs> but know, it's the way he's strapped up like a computer game. Like, do you know what it's most range. similar to? Comedy. Like we yeah. just look like we're talking, right? But we've practiced. I've you know done it for thirteen years, whatever it is now. I think it's that. Done it for how long? And done it in all different sorts of rooms. It, but because people talk and they've said things and people have laughed. Like you can make a fist and you can like, oh, I'm going to knock on this door really hard. You think that's the same. It's not the same at all. But it feels like a really intuitive, just you either can or can't. At school, it was like you could either fight or you couldn't. But you come up against a stranger in the street who's done a modicum of any sort of combat training. You are fucked, mate. Like Especially if you've had a drink. Yeah, you've had a drink and you're like, I'm going to take this bouncer on. And all right, they are dickheads. But like, you're fucked. That's just insane. It's insane. Like I say, it's no different. Like, but it doesn't look like a skill. It just looks like something we can all do. And to, no. I know, not everyone's equal. There are some people. But you get. I've, I've spoke to people like when I was really hardcore into MMA. When not people didn't understand it. No, I wasn't like a really early adopter. But like my dad thought it was like WWE. He thought it was fake. And then like so but brutal. no one knew what it was. And I was like, no, no, it's like a, it's like all the this. The Olympic sport of wrestling, taekwondo and judo all combined, plus, you know, jiu-jitsu and... Co- all this, it's like all these... They're all Olympic sports in their own right, but for some reason, when it's combined, it got no love. It got no sort of like... There's changed now. It's gone more mainstream. And there were people who were, oh, they're fucking nothing. I could fucking... Go. And they'd, they'd say, like, I'd be watching, like, GSP. And my mates would be like, oh, right, you don't know that hard to me. I'm like, what you fucking talking about? <laughs> like they just think like they, you know at school there's like you just you you were a little bit harder than him and he's a bit harder than you and no one knew what they were doing it was just sort of like natural I think like adults think like that and they yeah. look at like a UFC fight and go alright I could beat him up like, well I remember my mate having an argument with my mate that he thought Alan Shearer could beat up Prince Nazim Hamid he'd win in a fight yeah because <laughs> like, well a psycho Pierce people would say he's hard I'm yeah. like why how is he and, you know I tell you he was a twat but did martial arts John Fashioner would fucking and the yeah. people would be like, oh, he's pierced as hard on him. It's like, no, you want him to be for a myriad of reasons. Let's not get into that. But he ain't. And yeah. I'm not saying John Fash... And then, like, UFC, John Fashner would, would hold the water bucket. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's levels to it. Yeah, these it, are the but one it's such, a, it's such a complicated skill set that doesn't look like it. And not quite the same as comedy, but do you know what I mean? It looks easy, like you're just talking. But well, you pretty- see someone who's trained fight and knocks someone out for, with a punch from, like, six inches. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly, it's like. But it's you wouldn't just... be like, say you'd never played the guitar before, you wouldn't have a few beers and get all angry and jump up on stage and have a guitar duel with fucking Eric Clapton. I can do oh, that. People I've listened to music. It's like, it's not the I same, can do mate. this stand-up. What about that time Sly Deves was on stage and uh, the guy got on and said, I can do this better than you, got up and then Sly just stood there. Poor Sly. And oh. uh, after about uh, three minutes, I went, Sly, just come off, come off the stage, mate. Just leave mm. it. <laughs> You're not you're not closing this gig back off. If anyone gets on the stage when I'm on stage, I'm just walking off. If yeah. I was two minutes into half hour and I was getting well paid, I'd just say to him, like you no, and that's it. Oh, yeah. you know, there's a, I, I'm getting I'm diva. 
But it's no, that's not diva. Like, it's like that you've come into my. It's like if you wouldn't get yeah, into yeah, Lewis Abbott's Formula One po- cockpit and expect him to carry on with the drive, would you? Yeah, you you got you got a responsibility to provide me with a stage that just I'm on. And if you can't do that, then you still got to pay me for coming. What about oh, there's a one a gig in Hammersmith that I did where the toilet was there to go across the stage. So basically, the toilets were closed during the set. So during my set, he just walked up on stage and patted me on the back and walked off to the toilet. I had that happen in Portsmouth. I was in a black box theatre with mildly raked seating and I'd done a double. So I'd opened in Bournemouth and I was closing in Portsmouth. It was only about two, three weeks ago. And a black box. And to to get to the toilet, you had to walk from the back of the auditorium. For those who don't know, black box theatre is a, you're just stood on the floor and the audience are just sort of like... Above you. You're not on a stage elevated. And it's like kind of place you'd see like some experimental off-Broadway shit, right? So An arts theatre. Yeah, an arts theatre. So he walks down to, as, I'm in the middle of a bit, I was right in my clothes, I think I'm my clothes up. He comes walking right down the sort of, it's not called the aisle, is it? That's a myth. I know what you mean. Yeah, the bit down the middle. The aisles are at the side, apparently. But he comes walking right down the middle, the aisle, towards me with purpose. And I went, <laughs> alright mate, what's going on here? And he like, as he got towards me, and I think he did it on purpose, like, he walked towards me and then sort of like went off to the right to go through the door to go for a piss, but like walked onto the stage and across. Ugh. And I went, fucking hell, I thought he'd really got the ump then. I thought he was going to knock me out. He went, no, you're doing well, mate. <laughs> and yeah. I started going on about like, he's, well, this is before the tape thing. Like, Look, I wish I had the big dick energy of this fucking bloke. Just like, walk, there's like 150 people in there. What about when uh, we were doing our shows and uh, Sam, the listener to this show, Sam Coughlin White, just walked out yeah. as I was finishing? Yeah. That was good fun, wasn't it? Yeah, what about when I had some people walk out while I was in the <laughs> middle because someone told them to stop talking? Yeah. And they went, this is not for us. Uh, what about when some people turned up and went, what time's Jordan Gray on? And uh, Ross had to say, no, that's tomorrow. And they went, oh, OK, see ya. You know, I've got a lot of crossover demographic as well. Yes, yeah, true. Hey, so I watched Pulp Fiction again the other day. Oh, did you? With my children. Wow. Yeah. They liked it. Did they? Yeah. Interesting. But I remember it being really good. It's super flawed. Yeah. Super flawed. It's There's one tough. thing in that. Do you remember that? My name's Pitt and you ain't talking your way out of this shit. No. Right. So I think, have you ever heard that? No. Like, do you want to have a go at this? You go, yeah, my name's Ash, I'll give it a bash. But no. you just say another name. So it's like, my name's X and blah, 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 Y that rhymes with X. No, I didn't And there's two, know. that happens, see, I don't know it either. And I think Quentin Tarantino invented this device or motif or trope. And he put it in there twice. Both times it's shit. Zed's dead, heard... baby, Zed's dead. No, it's not. That's a good, well done, very good reach. But it's not that. Oh. They, they go into the bar, and Marcellus Wallace is telling um, Butch, whatever his name is, what's his name, the box, I can't remember. He's Butch, telling Butch yeah. he's got to throw the fight, and John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson come in, and they're talking to the barman, and he's on about, oh, I've got to take Marcellus Wallace's wife out. John Travolta is, and then Quentin, uh, Quentin, fucking uh, Samuel L. Jackson and. Um, the barman start laughing and uh, then sort of like John Travolta, what are you fucking laughing at? And then that barman goes, hey, my name's Paul and this is between y'all. Mm. So he says it twice and then the, and then it, when he's talking to Big Brain Brett 
about the uh, metric system. He goes, uh, my name, he goes, that Brett starts to talk, like trying to talk. He goes, my name's Pitt and you ain't talking your way out of this shit. So I've, I've never heard that before. I've heard it twice. And it's been, it reminded me of um, Sergeant Pepper, which everyone calls a concept album, but only the first two tracks on side A are a concept. And then they just gave up and made an album. <laughs> and it was like, oh, he's trying to get something going here and it's crap. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if they like edited it out the rest of them or... I reckon there's loads of things in films like that where it's like they just either edit it maybe there was an yeah, edited out yeah, or in. they just like there's there's bits of films where it's like hear setting up it. a callback and they edit out the so why is he always wearing red gloves for the first 20 yeah, minutes yeah, of the yeah, film yeah. I it's saw old. that today fuck me I saw that today I watched that glass onion thing and then the first yeah, one of that was called Knives Out yeah. and it's, they're basically Agatha Christie it's weird because you watched that the other day didn't you yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying I saw today someone oh. was saying like, what was it? I saw like some BuzzFeed shit thing. It came up. It said, uh, trying to explain the baseball. Because in the first one, there's a thing about a, a ba- antique baseball and someone throws it out the window. And then in a, about a, later on, he, that Daniel Craig's character sees it and picks it up and puts it in his pocket. And everyone was going, what is it about the baseball? What did that mean? I'm thinking, I bet that is. They're <laughs> setting up a thing that they've subsequently edited out or just left things. It just looks yeah like everything's for a reason, I think. But, you know, if something's left on the cutting room floor, then there's something, a slight little nod to it elsewhere in the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are like, ooh, what does it mean? It's like, it I means... quite enjoyed that film. You hated it, didn't you? You said it was shit. I watched no, no, it. no, 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 no. Knives Out was all right. The second one I thought was a bit stupid about the twin and that. It was a bit stupid, but I quite The twin it. bit I didn't like. Yeah, I quite enjoyed it. But yeah, I do understand. Uh, but they're just... I mean, that's the sort of thing I used to watch with my nan. That was, that was, that was Poirot. Oh, a bit of Poirot, yeah. Yeah, but it's, this ain't quite comforting about that very self-contained universe, like we're going to an island and all this shit happens on the island. It's so... It's so... Um, do you know what I mean? It's so yeah. simple and, it's like I say, self-contained. Or we're in this big house. There was a murder in this house. So it's all about the people that live in this house. And these are the sort of people that in, that the family and the extended family. And it's so just not that. Sp- you know, when you play those like um, I don't like those sprawling computer games. Like you know, like Grand Theft Auto, where you can. Just I see go, what I, you're saying. Yeah, you want to be able to see yeah, everything I like, I like, in front they, of you. I think they call it railroading in games, don't they? You know, when it's like like that's why like the original first person shooters are all down corridors. It's like you're just going down a corridor. I don't like that. You can just wander anywhere. Shit, and films sometimes yeah. are too sprawling. I'll give you that. Yeah, so I, I like the that. purpose of it. It's very, right, it's like playing Cluedo. It's like, right, there's these rooms, these are the victims, these are the p- possible perps. I'm pretty cool when I said perps. Yeah, yeah, yeah these are cool. the These are the possible murder weapons. It's like, I don't like that. I just like that sort of like, right, we're in it. This is it. We're, yeah, I think that's I think that might be the, the beauty of it. I genuinely do. No, I, they, I, I really do. It's like always in it. It's always like on the Orient Express. Yeah, it's, it's like in a carriage. A... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Captive, isn't it? Like, oh, we're on a train. Like, it's not like, oh, that's when I watched... Um... What else have I watched with them? And we watched Silence of the Lambs, which was good. And then the second one, my God. Oh, that was big... dreadful, wasn't it? Yeah. My... He's like Every... sprinting around like Rome, like Batman. Like That's that because old... I guess it's like you make the first one, then you go, right, yeah. we made uh, 200 million quid. Let's do a big one now. That old bloke from Wales. Its... Like, he's running around, like, really quick and, like, jumping over stuff. It's like, what, he's like a superhero now? It's fucking ridiculous. Do you know that bloke I mean? Uh, no, I've not seen it. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Hannibal, Hannibal the Lecter. At the Lucas Merchant. No, but Welsh bloke. Anthony Bopkins. Yes, yes. He's all like sprinting. It's so shit. Outrunning like a 25 year old. Never watching it. Never going to watch it. Yeah, and then that bloke eats his own brain. Well, Ray, listen, Ray Lotter eats his own brain. You're not going to eat your own brain. Why don't God, you I tell you what, if I did, I'd still be hungry afterwards, wouldn't I? Bloody hell. Over on Thursday, over on Patreon, you can listen to another load of shit like this. If you want to, (laughs) go over to Patreon and spend a pound a month. That's all it is. It's It's not even that. It's a dollar. You always get that wrong. And then you just get an extra podcast a week. I'd buy that for a dollar. Good. Um, Thanks, listener. Thanks, Justin. I'll speak to you on the... We'll do it on Wednesday, shall we? Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, Which is either so that's two... in five days. Yeah, five days or tomorrow. Yeah. All right. Or Cheers. yesterday, knowing you. All right. <laughs> Clarice.